Hey everybody, this is Sophie. This is Boo Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. All right, so would you like to explain what what has brought us to the computer today? Well, I think it's probably clear if anybody knows that today is Tuesday, which by the time this comes up, it probably will be Friday. <laughs> It'll probably be April, but that's really neither say, here nor there. Mm -hmm. No, but just know that at, at the time of this taping, it's our very own After the Rose ceremony. It's our After After the Rose. But not the second one, just the first one. Just the first one. This is our semi-annual podcast, special mm -hmm. bachelor edition. Hallelujah. And I, I also want to, oh, good. I think David's printing something, so we're going to have some good um, noise back behind me. Perfect. But, but I, I, I do want to point out that we have not talked about it yet because uh -uh. we uh -uh. actually did not talk all day yesterday, which is unprecedented. It is unprecedented, but I felt terrible when I read that you had a fever. I'm aware you were sick. I felt so out of the loop. Well, and I still do. It, but that's neither. We won't get into that. We won't get into that. Okay. What's wrong with you? Um, I think I've just got a sinus infection. A stomach infection. <laughs> no, a sinus infection. Uh. <laughs> stomach is horribly infected. Which. I was like, are you telling me you're septic? That sounds terrible. I was thinking you need to get to the hospital if you have a stomach infection. No, no. I did actually call the doctor, though, for this. Okay. But but I think I either have a sinus infection or just a touch of the flu. One or the other. Oh. I don't know. I figure oh. we'll get it straightened out at some point. Well, when Caroline had the flu last week, her only symptom was really the fever and that she looked terrible. Well, then I, that would certainly apply to me as well. <laughs> Of course, I look terrible today, and I don't have a fever. Well, you know, we've been planning for weeks, you know, for the Whitakers to come. And, uh -huh. and Heather sent me an email early yesterday morning that said when their little girls was warm and was coughing. And I was like, well, it looks like we're in the same boat. Because I started running fever Sunday night, and I didn't really know why. I thought it would just go away or whatever. And I still had it yesterday. And then I really, yesterday morning, I felt horrible. So I called uh -huh. the doctor, and of course, they could not see me. And wah, 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 wah. So kind of got a little bit better. As the day went on, and today I feel a little bit better, but I just still have a touch of the fever. But this is really neither here nor there. No. Because, because my point is, we didn't talk yesterday, which, no. you know, that usually means that somebody is either sick or has gone missing. <laughs> so, <true. laughs> so, we didn't talk. And then last night, we started The Bachelor, I guess, about 8.30 or so. But when it got to be 9, like when people who were watching without the DVR, when it got to be 9, my phone started it i mean like the sound of the text coming in i thought my phone was going to explode i know i know i couldn't i like i literally had to shut down the computer i couldn't check facebook i couldn't get on twitter i couldn't check email i was afraid to do anything and at one point i did try to check email and somebody left a comment on like yesterday's post so i clicked on it thinking it was safe and then like i just caught a glimpse of it said the bachelor i need to and i was like delete delete <laughs> i can i cannot know I cannot, and I was so worried it was going to be ruined for me, even though I'd read every single spoiler that had been on the internet for the last three weeks. Well, I, I just, too, I but I thought, that, I thought it was a little different than the spoilers I had read, because well. the, I thought, the, well, maybe I misinterpreted the spoilers, but I thought, like, tonight we were going to get a Melissa Jason after the final rose, and then I didn't think all, like, the bad news was going to go down until tomorrow night, but. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
Well, it was, I don't even know what to say. I'm, I don't even know what to say because I'm going to tell you something. And I said this on my blog today, but I'm going to say it again. First of all, ABC was already on my nerves because I know you don't watch Brothers and Sisters because you don't do the one hour drama. No, no, it's too much and, of a commitment. I know. And that's where we differ. Mm -hmm. But I am a fan. Well, for three weeks, they've been talking about the shocking death, a shocking death. And I mean, Gully and I have had conversations. We've talked about who's going to die. Who do we think is going to die? Who would be the character that you could get rid of or whatever? And you know what the shocking death was? Rob Lowe flatlined for about two seconds, and they shocked him back to life. That was it. And I cannot tell you, I've never been so bitter at a television program in my entire life until I watched The Bachelor last night, both ABC programs. I thought you were going to say that Callista Flockhart's dog had died or something. <laughs> no, but at least then somebody would have died. My point is, People flatline on soap operas every single day. Sure I mean, they that's, do, that's, yes. That's a whole, that's a plot device. That's a standard plot device. Jack Bauer, he's flatlined 40, numerous times. 40, 50 times, I think. In one day, <laughs> 24. Yeah, I mean. In one day. He has, he has been brought back from the dead, I think, probably. A lot. Mm -hmm. A lot, yeah. A there lot you. of times. Mm -hmm. A lot of times. So anyway, so that was, so I'd already watched that. Monday morning because I couldn't wait because there again I didn't want to hear who had died so I like I spent my Monday morning watching that after having my quiet time in Leviticus <laughs> then, sure yeah anyway so I was already kind of mad at ABC last night well I, but I don't know do you think they staged it because the rumor was is that they told him to do that but I don't think that they I don't think it was I don't think it was staged. I just think Jason is a big loser. No, I don't think it was staged. And I, I say that, one, based on a gut feeling, and two, based on some extensive research that I've, I did into the wee hours of the morning. But I don't think it was staged because, although I did think there were a couple of times when, as my sister said, he had a smirk on his face that somebody needed to knock off. Like, he, there were a yeah. couple of times where he looked a little pleased with himself. Uh -huh. But I don't uh -huh. think it was staged. I think that, and I, I and I also think that based on, have you read Chris Harrison's blog today? Uh -huh. Yeah, I did read it. I, yeah, I read a little. I wanted to be prepared for the podcast. Well, and I and I trust Chris Harrison for whatever reason. I, he does I, seem trustworthy. I trust him. So because uh -huh. I think it's like I told David last night. I think he. He knows this show is cheesy, and so I don't think that he really would see. There's no point. I mean, if they were going to stage it, they'd stage every season. I mean, we yeah. would have, again, we would have contestants who flatlined, you know. We, we, is that your phone? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I was turning it down. Okay. So, I, I just I don't think it was staged. I just think it was a bad call for them to put that breakup on television. Although some people have said, you know, what's the difference between that and and a rose ceremony, but my, my answer would be that the difference is the engagement ring. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And whatever happened to, why couldn't he have given her that ring is like, it's a promise. It's maybe we'll get engaged. Why did you have to like do the engagement? Why didn't he just put it on a chain and just, well, or exactly. a ribbon and just put it uh -huh. over her neck? Uh huh. And that's what he should have done. That's what he should have done. Because I did think she had a valid point when she said that he took that moment from her of mm -hmm. getting engaged. Mm -hmm. That was that was powerful because I think that was true. Well, and the that, other and it was selfish. Here's the other thing that, and I didn't put this in the blog, but this was David's take. He said because you know he he doesn't really watch. He just sits there while I watch, and then he he chimes up chimes in every uh -huh. once in a while with an observation. Uh -huh. That's why I watch it by myself. <laughs> 
<laughs> so he's on, you know, like he's on his phone the whole time. But what he said last night when, when Molly was going away and, and she, you know, was saying all that stuff about you're making a mistake. I just feel like you're making a mistake. Uh-huh. During the after the final rose thing, when Jason said he still had feelings for her, David's comment was she totally planted that thought in his head. Like, uh-huh. you know, she, like every time he and Melissa would have trouble, then, then suddenly he's got that voice of Molly saying, you've made a mistake. You made a huge mistake. I just, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm right and you're wrong. And you know, uh-huh. that whole thing. I think, uh-huh. I think there's something to that. Yeah. I think that's true. I think, well, and obviously he's got some issues anyway. Yeah. Oh my word. Yes. He cry. I've never seen somebody cry. I mean, if I saw him cry, I saw him cry more than I've ever seen any other man in my life cry. Me too. Last night, just in last night's TV. Right. Well, I've I only mean, seen my own husband cry, tw- I think, twice. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. So it was a little over the, the top. Yeah. I mean, you know, to, to see that. Because I'm like, that would wear me out. I couldn't have come home and have somebody crying like that all the time. I couldn't <laughs> deal with that. That's, that's what Perry's life is like. I don't need... I don't need my life to be like that. Well, that's what finally, when I think after Melissa left the studio and Jason went down, he sat down in the, on the couch and at the, after the final race thing, he started crying. And all of a sudden, again, David piped up and said, oh, he needs to buck up. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, he does. It was bad. But I will tell you a couple of things that stood out to me last night before even the after the roast. Okay. A couple of things. Number one. I do have to say kudos to ABC because the music has never been more dramatic. I've never heard more soaring music in my life. It was a lot of dramatic music, and they did a great job. And if you'll notice, the ABC cameraman got in just a stellar last shot towards the end, and it was like when they were doing the whole and the girls were getting dressed in their dresses and their little prom dresses mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. getting all ready, and, and they were, like, talking about, you know, and it's in their, you know, it's Jason kind of talking about both girls, Molly's this and this and this. And then it said, and I know without a doubt that Melissa has the biggest heart. And they did like a whole pan of her cleavage area. And he <laughs> talked about how she had the biggest heart. It made me so happy. They've been, they've been yeah. witty this season. They've I been... mean, it was good. And by the way, good. speaking of, just to go back to that for a second, where'd they mm-hmm. get those dresses? Did they rent those dresses from like a bridal shop? I, 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 in New Zealand? I don't know why, if you're going to be on national television. Now, granted, Melissa's was marginally cuter, but I don't Kinda. know. Kinda. I don't, I don't, they did not, I, I thought they were bad. I'll just leave it at that. I didn't like either one of them. Well, Melissa's was, the style was better, but that yellowy, I didn't, that yellowy color, she's got that beautiful dark skin and stuff. I don't know why they put her in that yellowy color. Right, and the, and it was obvious that the weather was kind to, to neither of them in terms of their hair. Oh, oh, that was, nothing has ever been more evident. There was a lot of humidity, a lot of frizziness and all that. They could, that was, that was outside of their control, though. They can't help that. We've all been there. Yeah, it, well, and I think Molly must have reworked because I swear the first time I saw her, she had the side ponytail that she loves. And then when she was actually standing there, she had like the back ponytail. Right, right. Oh, that's so true. I had there. not thought of that. She must have uh-huh. reworked it. She, she had a second thought. Yeah, something happened. Okay, so, so I interrupted you. So, okay, one was the cameraman. No, and then the soaring music. Mm-hmm. And then I think that was pretty much it. And Jason, I think he wears his suit pants, which I know I'm not feeling very charitable towards him right now, but I think his suit pants are entirely too tapered down at the bottom. Well, he had some bad news going on too, though, with his jacket, because when they shot him from, from behind, like they shot uh-huh. him from the, you know, like from the angle behind him, 
Um, mm-hmm. It looked like the, the sleeves didn't fit quite exactly right. I don't know how to, I don't know what that issue is, but maybe he had just no. gotten really buff while he was in New Zealand. Well, maybe so. He did a lot of work in it. Well, I'll tell you something else he has going on, and this is why I wanted to tell Melissa she's better off, other than the fact that he cries a lot, mm-hmm. is he's got that hair thing going uh, on. You know what I'm talking about? Like he's got, like you can tell, it is deeply receded on the side. But he's not he going. He's not going on up to it. He's trying mm-hmm. to hide it. And he, he's got that patch that he keeps bringing forward, and at different times that patch was so pronounced it looked like an eight coming down on his forehead. <laughs> like it's like a, it's like a circle. Yes. And that hair, because I wanted to say that's. I mean, and and granted. Perry could go bald tomorrow, and I wouldn't care. I mean, uh, you know, it's, see, this is what guys don't realize, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again, mm-hmm. and I'll say it until I die. Girls don't care about that. Mm-mm. They don't. But if I were 25, I'm just saying I might have been a little more shallow at 25 than I am now. Oh, I'm certain I was very mature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I'm just speaking for myself. Well, you do that because, you know, I was oh. I was deep. I know you were very deep mm-hmm. at 25. You had a lot of more life experience and wisdom. Oh, than, oh yeah. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just saying that if I had married someone who had a thick head of hair and then not even six months later, because make no mistake, that hair is on its last, <laughs> it's on its last oh, leg. It is, it is barely breathing at this point. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's six months away from having the full on. Yeah, and he just needs to own it. You know, he's a cute yeah. guy. He just needs to own it. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. it was especially bad, I thought, at the after the rose ceremony. I didn't know if the stress of that whole situation had negatively <laughs> impacted what was going on. I didn't, I didn't know what what the problem was, but I thought it was especially obvious. Maybe just it was because he was under some some big lights, and that was not. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you part of the reason why is because that was like six weeks later. Right. So see that hair. I mean, it's it's barely it's barely hanging on. Even six weeks made a noticeable well, difference. Saw, I'm afraid of what we'll see tonight. Right. You know, it was obviously there's a regression that's taking place, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. there could be some sheen coming <laughs> off his head tonight. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah. That's, uh-huh. Okay. So Diana. Oh, I don't know what she had on. I don't know what that was. I was so puzzled by it. Because I, I know, thought, why wouldn't one, you just show up in some jeans? I know, or some yoga pants, but a skirt mm-hmm. and a platinum mm-hmm. silk jacket. Mm-hmm. It didn't even make sense. And I thought, I didn't know what that was. Well, maybe she's trying to like, maybe she's having some sort of image makeover or something. But then if she were, she'd have done something with her hair. I mean, it was like she had rolled out of bed and put on a, <laughs> a mother of the bride outfit. Agree. I mean, where do you? I mean, I'm telling you, well, you've read what I put in your comments. Oh, I think she must have lost sophisticated. Her that was gold. Uh huh. She must have. She had to. I think she lost her luggage on the way to New Zealand because that doesn't even make sense that she'd have had that on. <laughs> she I lost think they her. Went to the same. Her lost her luggage. Store. Yeah, I went to the bridal mm-hmm. store to find something to wear. Yeah, while they were picking out dresses for Molly and Melissa to wear, and so they got her a mother of the bride outfit with some silver sandals, because I mean that outfit that looked like I mean. I mean, I'd tell a 50-year-old woman it'd make her look too old. I know. It was so bizarre. Because I'm like you. I mean, I think I, I tend to think you've flown all the way to New Zealand. Yeah. I mean, at the at best, you're going to have on some jeans and or some yoga pants. At worst, you're going to have on sweatpants. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I had on some kind of velour pants for sure. Because it, it looked like it was kind of cold, too. 
So she had that on. But then I'm thinking, they touted that whole thing all season. That was another thing. Oh, Deanna shows up. I mean, that was what, she flew to New Zealand for like a two-minute conversation? Maybe, you know, wasn't she doing some show for the Style Network or something? Maybe like they they just happened to be there at the same time. I thought she was doing some show about weddings or something. I couldn't figure it out for the life of me because that was the least impactful three-minute interaction I've ever seen between two human beings. Yeah, it was bizarre. It was bizarre. And he didn't, I think the thing is, is that nothing really seemed to me like a surprise. I think Molly absolutely had had some contact with Jason before after the road. Well, you notice they, Chris Harrison said, have you talked? But he did not say, have you texted or have you emailed? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, because, I mean, she absolutely knew what was going on. Because I don't care who you are. If she thought he was still together with Melissa or whatever, she'd be talking about how she's moved on. Oh, yeah, or at least she was, I mean, she would have at least gotten to the stage where she was mad. She was ticked off. Something. But she was just as wide-eyed. I know, and just listening, and I still love him. I still love him. You want to go, no, you you wouldn't be saying that. You'd say, I'm over him. He is a loser, and he's losing his hair. That's what you'd be saying. (laughs) At least that's what I'd, maybe she's a bigger person than me, but she absolutely knew. And I mean, what, two minutes later, they're like making out in front of Chris Harrison. I mean, that that was the other thing. I mean, somebody said, I think in my comments about how the body was still warm. And they're, <laughs> and they're making out on the couch. I mean. I know. You think you hadn't even gotten Melissa in the limo yet. I, I'm telling you, it was a, it, I mean, it really, I mean, I did give them credit for the fact that it was the most dramatic hour of television I think I've ever seen in my life. Uh-huh. I mean, I didn't even feel like I should have been watching it. No. Mm-mm. I felt like, you know what I thought, and I kept wondering how Chris Harrison felt, because I do think he seems like a pretty nice guy, just based entirely on nothing other than that he's on that show and his blog is funny. Right. Um, all the criteria for a really good person. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but... I thought as he sat there, like, have you ever been in the car or something, like even going back to high school, like with a couple that's about to break up or some friends that are fighting or like some drama and how you really just think if I could be anywhere right now, like you're trying to will yourself out of that situation, yes. like just something completely awkward. And I thought, I don't know how he can even sit there. Like, I, cause I was on my couch and I wanted to like hide, like it was awful. Oh, it was, it was all, it was awful. And he did say on his blog that that was the most awkward or most painful conversation he'd ever witnessed or something. But I'm thinking, like, I just think they should have given them some time backstage or something. I get that they had contracts. Uh-huh. I get that all their relationship is fair game. If ABC wants to broadcast their wedding, they can. I get all that. But I think uh-huh. just out of human courtesy, give them some time uh, backstage yeah. and let him say, look, here's how it's going to go down. Uh-huh. As opposed uh-huh. to that train wreck that we saw. I mean. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was terrible. Well, and then, and this is what I don't like about Jason, too, is he always pulls out, like with Chris, he gave him the whole, you know, someday if Ty asked me what I needed to do or whatever, I'm going to say, well, Ty would be best served if you'd tell him he shouldn't be doing any of this on national television. Yeah, that's probably the best lesson he could get. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that you don't need to air all your laundry on television. That's what, that's what Ty needs to learn, but... That whole thing. And then when Chris Harrison, then I loved when he said, I'm going to give you two a few more moments alone. And then he left the stage. But I'm like, but we're on TV. So I don't, I mean, that, there's really no it's point. Not like that, mm-hmm. It didn't really offer any privacy. Well, I'm going to tell you the two, the, the two entities I thought came out of this whole thing smelling like the proverbial final rose. Yes. First, <laughs> the country of New Zealand. My word, it is beautiful. And if it didn't, it, it made yes. me want to go there. I'm, I want uh-huh. to go to there, as Liz Lemon says. I want to go to there. 
I'll say one New Zealand. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Be a long plane trip. It would. It would. Um, New Zealand, one. Big score. Yes. Two, Uh Melissa's parents. I mean, I don't know that any two people have been more rewarded for some good common sense ever than to stay Uh off of that television screen. Uh I agree. I totally agree. I think that was a good call. And then just to do the phone call and they were done because they knew they were not smart. I mean, that was smart. Uh-huh. That was so smart. And it made me know that, well, not that Caroline would ever be allowed to go on any kind of reality show over my cold, dead body. <laughs> but, but I thought it was so interesting because you know what I kept thinking, too, is Jason kept talking about how we spent the holidays together and something changed and something changed and we spent the holidays together and da-da-da-da. And I thought, you know, I don't know what Melissa's family's like because we never saw them. They seem to be lovely people with a good heaping amount of common sense. Mm-hmm. But I thought, so instead, now you're going to go spend Easter with Molly's family and have to put on some hats and draw some pictures. <laughs> so something tells me that that's not going to seem like a good call coming. No, that's not going to feel like a win, I don't think. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. When you're trying on those hats and having to draw pictures and everybody, her dad's on the golf course coaching everybody about what they're swaying and don't cry. Because that's the other thing is that daddy doesn't like crying and you think, I mean, yeah. his daughter's about to bring home the cryingest man I've ever seen. That's some conflict waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I don't sure. know. I just think that, you know, I mean, I thought last night when I was watching, I thought the, me- the, the messages that are being communicated here are many. One of which uh-huh. is, is that when, when love gets difficult, you run. I think that, yes. <laughs> that's certainly <laughs> le- lesson number one that I think was communicated yes. last night. And that if it doesn't uh-huh. feel the same, then you need to move, you need to just call up an old girlfriend or an old boyfriend because I think anybody who's been married longer than, say, a month would tell you that things don't feel the same forever. Uh-huh, that's true. So I thought that was the first bad message that was communicated. And then the second uh-huh. thing is you just, you have to, you just, I don't even know what all that, you follow your heart, let your heart lead you. Oh. But just all that, just do what feels good. You just do what uh-huh. feels good. So I think uh-huh. that we got some quality life lessons last night from the from the whole experience. And then yeah, third, absolutely. if you're ever in a situation where you see a man break up with a woman who he's engaged to on national television, <laughs> and then he comes back to you and says, "Will you give me another chance?" You just open your arms and say, "Come on." Yeah, absolutely. Because that that, that didn't sound that he has any kind of commitment no, at all. No, uh-uh, uh-huh. no, no. He just yeah. he just essentially he didn't even walk her out to the limo, and then. <laughs> And then uh-huh. he says, you know, I, and that whole thing about I was wondering if we could get some coffee or a drink. Oh, we had to pause it because I thought, uh-huh. I mean, we saw what went on on those massage tables. And I really uh-huh. think the days of coffee and drinks have sort of passed them by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard to go back to Starbucks after you've been boiled up on the massage table. <laughs> I mean, that ship has sailed. I think, I mean... There are a lot of questions he probably could have asked at that point, but I don't really think you go back to coffee. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm assuming too much. Oh, well, then that it was coffee, but then not even two minutes later, they're totally making out on the couch. So I'm like, well, so much for coffee. I mean, you uh, know, there again, think, why not uh-huh. just say, I hear there's yeah. a place down the road. Would you like to meet me there? <laughs> I mean, that to me seems like a much more appropriate question given the context of everything we've seen. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, than to go get some coffee. Let's just go get some coffee. Let's go Uh have a glass of wine. Just catch up. (laughs) Catch up. What's going on? I do think, I don't think it was staged, but I'd be willing to bet that they have at least texted.
Yeah. Oh, I think they knew because I think that Molly had like kind of a look in her eye. I felt like a couple of times she looked like she was seeing that she was wondering if they were pulling it off. Oh yeah. Annie Down said that she, in, oh, okay. in my comments, she yeah. said, you know, make no mistake. She had that look that uh -huh. you get when you know. Yeah, I think she did. I think she looked, she didn't seem shocked enough and there weren't any tears and she kind of did those eye rolls like, and it was very dramatic, like eye roll, whatever, like she was going to blow him off. And I'm like, you don't really go from that reaction to like making out with somebody in two seconds. Right. Yeah. But here's where Molly, I think is going to be, and I'll be interested to see what happens on tonight after the Rose part two, mm -hmm. because make no mistake, I will watch. Oh, sister, I'm not, I mean, I, it's going, I'm going to watch that before I watch Idol. I mean, it's, it's, oh, it's way up on my totem pole. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I'll try to act like I'm a better person than that, but I'm not. I'm not either. <clears throat> so, Falling. I'll be interested to see if they're still together, but I'm going to tell you, too, this is where some life experience, because Molly's, what, 24, 25? She's 24. And in the midst of my 20s and some of the shallowness therein, you also sure, I don't tend know to what think, you're talking about. Well, I know you don't. I wish I'd have known you so I could have called you. Oh, I could have been your mentor. Wisdom. Mm -hmm. Um, But... I think you also think, you know, there are those guys and you always think you're going to be the one to change them, mm -hmm. you know, and she made him that fairy tale book and she <laughs> thinks that they're, they're going to end their fairy tale. Oh, you know, they've, they've really, they've got a, a franchise there. If they would just get it together, they've got Jesse's A Book of Thoughts <laughs> and then they have, they have Molly's A Fairy Tale, A, ta a Fairy Tale Romance. I mean, yeah. they really, I mean, that could be its own, like, Reader's Digest series, condensed books, uh -huh. a book of thoughts, and a fairy tale romance. <laughs> and I really liked how here in this day and age where we have things like computers, she just drew it. Yeah. She just uh -huh. got some markers. Uh-huh. And, and she it. pasted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she pasted. And I thought maybe that's where Melissa went wrong. Maybe when he looked back, he thought she didn't give him any kind of book yeah, of thoughts. Yeah, she didn't give him, she had no book story. of thoughts, so... Uh -uh. Uh, clearly, and that's where the key that's to success. Where I, lost out. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I think that's what we're going to see the, the next time is we're going to see a bunch of girls show up for the first cocktail party, and they're all going to have books, all have handmade uh -huh. books of thoughts and fairy tale romance. Yeah, and see, that's where it would have ruled me out because number one, I would not go on TV in my bikini, mm -mm, mm -mm. and number two, I am not crafty and I could not make any sort of book of thoughts. I'm not going to commit to any any activity that requires either a bikini and or crafts, as a matter of fact. So, <laughs> no. and and I don't really and I don't really want anything like that written down for the. I mean, of course, I guess it's on TV. So, what's the difference if it's written down? Yeah. But I just I don't want to commit anything to writing. Sure. Which is why I have a blog where I write <laughs> yeah, all my well, thoughts. I know. Uh -huh. But still, I just think, I, I don't know. I don't know that it could have played out any differently in the end. I think, you know, they would have, obviously, they would have ultimately been a, you know, a front page story on people.com at some point about how Jason and Melissa have parted ways. Yeah, yeah. But I just find the timing of it all interesting. Well, and my thing was, is why did he have to, he kept saying he was contractually obligated, but you think all those other bachelor couples, and there have been many, I mean, they all break up behind the scenes. Well, I think they all break up, like, after that, they tape that final rose ceremony. Uh -huh. But that is an interesting uh -huh. point, is why couldn't they have just put on a good show? Unless really, I mean, I mean, there have been times, in, I know, in my marriage, where, like, if we had to go on TV and pretend like we were just madly in love with each other, it would have looked about as pinched as Melissa looked last night. 
Well, that's true. It's like maybe they were... She walked out mad. Yeah. I mean, she made no mistake. She walked out mad. I mean, she may have not known exactly what was coming, but she didn't catch her totally off guard. No. And I think, and he said, I think it was on Jimmy Kimmel. No. It was on People, I think, mm-hmm. where he said that she was not blindsided, that they had talked about it, and that they had actually had a, a, a discussion. Did you read this? About whether or not she should wear the no. ring when she came out. Oh, okay. So apparently things had degenerated to the point where they weren't necessarily sure if they were going to be together or not. Hmm. You know, I think maybe he could have made that decision the night before, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I a, think so, too. As opposed to on national television saying, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I don't but love Melissa, you. Well, I just felt bad for her because she kept talking about, and they just set it up perfectly because she kept talking about how she was always the dumpy and she always got dumped and every time something good happened, then it would just get ripped out from under her. And I was like, oh, they're totally setting this up. Mm-hmm. And then with, Because uh, there was one point last night where I thought, oh, I don't think this is going to end well for her. Because I had really, even though I had read all the spoilers, the optimist mm-hmm. in me had held out hope that she was going to be fine and they were going to be fine and it was all going to turn out beautifully and it was just the spoilers were just people behind the scenes who were trying to stir up something. Mm-hmm. But there was a point last night where I thought, oh, I don't think this mm-hmm. is going to work out well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, and it didn't, but I feel bad for her. But she's better off. She'll be fine. She is better off and she will be fine. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to well, see what happens with him and Molly. Mm-hmm. And she's back in Dallas. You don't want to go move to Seattle anyway. I hear it's very gray. It's very gray and very rainy. And you think Dallas, it's probably 75 degrees and sunshiny today. Now, I do wonder, though. Okay, so so far, Melissa has been on the CMT cheerleader thing, the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleader Show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's been on The Bachelor. So what next? I don't know. The Real Housewives. Oh, good call. Dallas. Real Housewives of Dallas. They really do need to do a Real Housewives in Texas. You know, that would be a good idea, I bet. Mm-hmm. Dallas, Dallas, because Dallas is a little different than other places in Texas. You don't want you don't want Real Housewives of San Antonio. That'd be lame. <laughs> but I mean, not that my city is lame, but I'm just saying there's just not a lot going on here. Okay, well, speaking of, you know, we've got that tonight, too. We've got Real Housewives of New York City tonight. Oh. Plus the After the Final Rose, number two. Plus American Idol. I don't, I don't know how... I don't know how to, to handle it all. I can't keep up. I can't keep up with this kind of schedule. I stayed up till 1 in the morning <laughs> last night. I did. And I told Perry when he went to bed, I said, well, I'm going to be up late because I've got three hours of The Bachelor to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, and so. I was, like, I couldn't, even after um, I got in bed, I couldn't go to sleep. I was just wired. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I know. That was me. Yeah, I was, my mind was just racing thinking about it all. So, I was way... Yeah, so between that, well, and we'd watched 24 before that, and so, and Perry had a complete meltdown during 24. Was it ridiculous? I saw where you, you, know you referenced that Martha Legg and Kiwi Knife. I haven't, I haven't watched yeah. it yet, so. It, well, I won't give anything away. It just, yes, it had, it had several moments that bordered on the ridiculous, and I know that that's what 24 is. You've got to kind of take it, but for Perry, and I just, it just delights me to no end, and honestly, I was like falling off the couch laughing at him last night, because he gets so worked up over stuff that I don't even notice is going on but it's just it's it's it just the tactical inconsistency I was gonna say it's all got to do with their military maneuvering doesn't it and they wouldn't use those bullets they wouldn't use that gun Mm -hmm. their guns and the way they hold their gun and the way they you know it's just it's all that and I mean he and he really did and it reminded me of because my daddy used to do this when we'd watch the Houston Oilers is you'd miss I can't tell you the end of how many football games I missed because 
he would say, I can't even watch this anymore, and he'd just turn it off, and it didn't matter if anybody else wanted to watch it. And that was Perry last night with 24. I mean, he was like, I can't even, I can't even look at this anymore. And then, like, just walked out of the room. And I was like, well, so we're done. So now I feel like I have to make the decision. Like, am I going to keep watching it? Because really the appeal of watching it is it's something we watch together. And if he's not going to watch it, then I don't know that I really care that much how it ends. Right. Well, see, I always watch, I watch it online because – I think um, that we don't, we record too much stuff on Monday nights for us to have room to record that too. Yeah, well, so it's a challenge. We really, I mean, we could go back to being a two DVR family really easily, like we used to be at our old uh-huh. house. But uh-huh. but we're you know now with all the TV shows on the on the internet, you really don't have to. No, you don't have to. You can watch them online. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, so that's a lot of TV tonight. The good news is, is that Wednesday night is really not a good TV night, and so. Oh, because that's right, because it used to be Top Chef, which I know you don't watch, but I do, and uh-huh. so that's over. I'm trying to think. So that leaves me with nothing yeah. now on Wednesday nights that I can think of. Yeah, I don't think there's anything on Wednesday. Well, I'll tell you what comes on Wednesday nights, and Perry watches it, and I kind of watch it with him as Life on Mars. But I just read that it's getting canceled, and so now I feel like uh, I you don't might as well cut, t- my time. Mm-hmm, cut ties. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, just get it out of my life now. I'm not going to spend hours watching something that's not going to get renewed. Right. Well, and so, then there's always idle results on Wednesday night. But if they don't pick it up here shortly, I'm not going to be able to stick with uh, them this season. It's bo- it's boring me to death. And so those results shows what I pretty much do. Because I don't want to see the group number. I don't mm-hmm. want to see any of that. I don't care about Ron Seacrest doing all his drama about, Simon, who do you think is going to go? Right. Paula, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Whatever. I'm over that. And so I just fast forward to the end to see who's still standing. Well, if I really, like, if we get through this round and I don't, and there's not, there's not, and like the wild card thing, and I'm not wild about the top 12, I think I'm, I'm done. I don't think uh-huh. I can sit through it again. Because uh-huh. I have really been bored out of my mind. For several weeks in a row. So I just. I don't like this format. Don't mm-mm. you think it's the way that they're doing it? I don't like it at all. At all. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. by them grouping up the people like they are, then you've got foregone conclusions. And so you're missing like that first week. I'd rather have three additional people from that first week than anybody we got from the second week. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The second week was lame. So I don't know. I think it's. I think it's. Um. I'm just curious to see who ends up in the top 12. And here's my other thing, and I have said this in my own house about 16 times in the last week, and I think I said this to Travis too. They have got to start to blacklist songs because Uh we are to the point where when you hear certain songs, not only do you Uh immediately compare them to the original version, you compare them to Idol contestants in the previous Uh seven seasons, and we are tired of them. So nobody Uh needs to sing Alone by heart ever again. I don't need to hear it ever again. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. You know, nobody Uh needs to, I mean, there are just, there's certain songs that Uh that they need to take off the list, because Uh as soon as I I hear them, I'm rolling my eyes. I don't give a rip what they do with it. It's not going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, and they need to ban, for that matter, ban all Whitney Houston songs. All Whitney. Nobody ought to be singing. All Nobody Mariah. Nobody ought to be singing a Whitney Houston. Yeah. I, I agree. Yep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's That's no need, true. there's no need pulling out some old school Whitney Houston, because you can't, no. you can't top it. No, no, you can't, uh-uh. you can't compete, you cannot compete, so I don't know why you would even try. I don't know, it's like, more than ever, I feel like it's a show stuck in a time warp, because they're doing such old stuff. Which had a certain degree of charm when at first it felt very wholesome and whatever, but now it's just gotten mm. boring. So they need to yeah. do some more current stuff or some original stuff or something. But I mm-hmm. am so tired of hearing the same stuff trotted out season after season mm-hmm. after season after season. 
Uh-huh. I agree. There are a I lot agree. of songs out there. There are more than the same 50 to keep pulling from. I, yeah, and then sometimes the ones they pull from, like that poor girl that a couple of weeks ago did, did every little thing she does is magic. Oh, I'm like, it's a singing competition. <laughs> Why on earth would you sing that song? I, I, you got me. Why would you even I think mean, that's a good idea? And yeah. also, why would you take, even like Anoop Desai, who I love, why would you uh-huh. take a song that means something to you if you can't sing it well? Like, if it's not yeah. catchy and infectious. You know, there are songs from the 80s, Hard to Say I'm Sorry by Chicago means something to me. But by uh-huh. the same token, I would not go on national television and sing it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm frustrated with it. I know. Frustrated. I, it, Mm-hmm. I know. TV as a whole, I mean, I'm not going to quit it because I can't. Well, no, I can't either. As a whole, it has frustrated me lately. And if I were somebody who had a mind to, I might go to the library and just check out some books. <laughs> you might read. I might read, but I don't know what I'd read. So I know. And, you know, it's, it's, it's cyclical. I mean, The Bachelor, please do not misunderstand, has given me a lot of enjoyment this season. I have enjoyed it, but I just, uh-huh. I was a little disappointed with the way that it ended. Uh-huh. I agree. I agree. It, it, it ended on a down note. Uh, now, speaking of uh, things that did not, what? No, go ahead. What? Oh, this totally different subject, but things that would not disappoint and would make you happy. And I told Perry that if it was the last thing he did, he's got to get a picture of this for me today. Mm-hmm. But yesterday morning, Shorty showed up for work. Shorty is our employee. Right. Our landscaping business. He's kind of like our adopted son. And Shorty showed up yesterday morning, and I walked into the I walked into the kitchen, and I was like still half asleep because it was early, and I was coming in to make the dreaded ham sandwich for the lunchbox. Right. And I looked up, and Perry said, "Look out the window at Shorty." And Shorty had on his usual uniform, which is usually like some kind of utilitarian, like work pants, and like a big oversized flannel shirt, and like a big oversized jacket, because Shorty's like tiny. And so he had all this stuff on, hence the name Shorty. And then he had on himself a very natty charcoal gray fedora on top. <laughs> it was kind of tilted at an angle. It's like Blake Lewis on season six of American Idol. Oh, it was the best thing. I told Perry, I said, I feel like I'm looking at Mark Anthony in my backyard. It was the best thing I've ever seen and brought me so much happiness and joy and he had it on again this morning and apparently it's his new and Perry asked him he said Shorty where'd you get that hat and he said oh some drunk left it at the bus stop and Perry said well how do you know and he said well because he said I found it sitting next to an empty bottle of whiskey (laughs) (laughs) oh my word so is he going for a new look or was it just practical you know, I don't really know. He wears it with kind of like a bandana under mm. it. So I, you know, I don't, and it has been cold the last couple of mornings, but he normally has like kind of a knit stocking type cap that he wears. It seems like it'd be a lot warmer. I think he's going for a new look. I think he's kind of upgrading his look. Well, good for Shorty. We're taking the landscape businesses a little more upscale. We may start having to charge higher rates. Maybe you need to get him a man scarf. Well, he'd wear it. He would wear it for sure. You should definitely so. get him a man scarf. I'm, I'm, uh-huh. I'm fascinated with the number of man scarves that we've got going on right now. I know. And would David ever wear a man scarf? Um, no. 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 I, no. <laughs> no uh-uh. He wouldn't. Uh-uh. I don't uh-uh. think he would. No. Perry has a scarf that he wears when it's cold. Well, sure. There's a not... difference than with a scarf yeah. when it's cold and a man scarf uh-huh. because you're accessorizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would not wear it as an accessory. That wouldn't even occur to him. Um, 
All right, do we have anything else to add about TV or any related news or notes? I don't know. I think we've pretty much killed it. I think we've just, I think we've 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 gotten it all taken care of. Okay, I guess I should check at this point and make sure this whole thing recorded. Yeah, it looks. That I mean, would be so things bad. have been blinking, so I'm assuming it's been recording, but okay. You know, we'll see. Yeah, but I don't have anything else to say. I don't think. Okay, so maybe say in September we'll get together again and record one. I think that sounds great. That ought to be just about in time. That'll be right when. Get... Let's see what'll be. Uh -huh. Maybe about the time that. Um, oh, what's the show on Bravo that I love? What's the one? The um, Jeff Lewis show. Flipping out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Flipping out. You know, I didn't watch Flipping Out the first time, and then I finally caught it on a marathon. Oh, it is delightful. Well, I know I enjoyed it, and then I guess Rachel Zoe isn't going to be back. No, I'm thinking maybe she's not. We haven't heard anything about her. I don't know. No, and they aren't replaying her show either. And if they were going to do another episode, another season, they would be, you know, replay. There would be a marathon. Have you watched the Millionaire Dating Show? No, I've never watched that one. I don't enjoy it. I don't. I didn't think I would like it. I, by far, right now, I mean, I have to say, probably the Real Housewives of New York City. That, that's some good television. I don't. The, the Orange County. Yeah, eh, Maine. Don't really care about them. Atlanta was good. But the New York City, because I just, I love that they just, they just say whatever. If, if there is not a thought that pops into any of their heads that they don't immediately need to share. No, uh-uh. They think it, they articulate it, and it is, uh -huh. it is utterly delightful in reality, uh -huh. in reality television form. Yes, it is. Okay, well, I'll call you in a little bit. All right, talk to you later. Okay, bye.